Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 37 of my podcast, I Stand Strong. Uh, I, as always, am Teddy, coming at you from my bear cave in the concrete jungle of the beautiful Midwest. Uh, Not so windy this time around, thank God. And I have my usual guest, Tony! Hello! (laughs) If only I got real applause like that. Tony's a bitch! Hey, keep it down back there. Yeah, uh-uh. it sounds more like it. <laughs> you know, uh, I just got an email announcing Harry Potter Quidd- Quidditch Champions. What a stupid idea for a game. I don't know. What, that's one of the few things that I felt like I was kind of upset wasn't in the new... Uh, the, that that uh, Hogwarts Legacy is there was no, no Quidditch. No, Quidditch is stupid. Think Think about the rule set of Quidditch. You cannot make a video game around that. Well, I think they tried like early into things, but I don't know. I never played it. But wow. And this is a new record. We are off track of what we were going to talk about right at this beginning. But that's my fault. No, that's fine. I got a little ADD there and I saw a notification. No, you're all good. That's, that's just that to me, that's funny. I, 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 I fully, fully, uh, fully endorse this fact. Um, why, why wait to get off topic? But okay. So. I guess, like, you know, we were off topic before we were even on topic, technically. But, uh, <laughs> so, okay, so today we are talking about, because of a certain someone buying me for the Switch, uh, Metroid Prime Remastered, and even though it's the first time I've played it, I have looked at back footage of it to see, like, you know, what maybe could have changed, and it made me wonder, what are some great... And if we can think of some off the top of our head, some of like the more disastrous remakes slash remasters that have come out, because let's face it, I'm I'm always intrigued when they try to make something work again. And like I said, sometimes it works, sometimes it fails miserably. Uh-huh. Um, there's my notes. Okay, I was just trying to remember where, like, cause I, I wrote down the ones I was going to talk about. So, oh, so did I. I came prepared this time. Oh my god. So it's not just riffing off me this time around. I like no, it. No. So, okay, so since since it was the thing that kicked it off, I'm just going to throw it out there. Metroid Prime for the Switch. I'm loving the hell out of that game. Good. Like I said, having not played the original one on GameCube, I don't know really how much they changed other than the graphical bump. Um, like, I don't know if they had to smooth out any controls or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean... Mm-hmm. I imagine the Switch controller is a lot easier to use than the GameCube controller because some of those, the GameCube controller, I remember being a little bit kind of wonky at points. No, they they did change the controls. In fact, if you go into the options, you can actually select the original control scheme if you really wanted to. I'm so set on that control scheme the way it is now. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, it it feels that that new control scheme, you know, the dual stick controls, it, it feels really good. But uh, yeah, yeah. The original game only had one one stick. Oh, for, that's right. For for the aiming, I mean the sec the second the C stick on the GameCube that that little that little yellow stick that was used for switching your I can't remember if it, I can't remember if it was your visors or your uh, your or guns your, or your guns or it might have done both. But um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, well, control wise, that game works. But I think that the 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 thing that stands out to me is like you know we've we've already had this conversation, but the first time I was shooting like a rocket or something way too close to myself, and you see the reflection of Samus in the visor, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, that is 
fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. For a little, system little touches like that. Yeah. For a system that's not as uber powerful as PS5, as your Xbox Series S or X, whichever one you have. You know, it's it's really kind of remarkable how well that work that that looks. As well as I love the fact that like if you're stuck, like the game gives you like I don't know how long the timer is on it, but eventually it's like, hey, we've got this anomaly we're reading, basically kind of <laughs> secretly guiding you where you need to go next. Yeah, yeah. When you get lost, it does its best to try to get you back on track. Because like I but, think uh, I just got the gravity suit. Nice. So I can now move more underwater or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you're liking it. I mean, uh, you know, you know, Metroid's always been my series. Super Metroid being, you know, what I think is the perfect video game. But um, no, but when they made this jump to 3D on the GameCube, it could have gone real bad. Well, and yeah, it's it's the idea of going first person on something that was not first person before. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it this way: What would you think if they announced, oh, "Okay, we're doing the next Legend of Zelda first person"? I'd be like. Yeah, that could be bad. Could be bad. And everybody thought that about this game. They're like, "Oh, that's going to be bad." And but when it finally came out, everybody's fears were uh, uh, you know just melted away. You know, it's 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 a phenomenal game, and I'm glad you like it. I, I don't know if it's enough to get you into the rest rest of the Metroid series, maybe. Well, when when I happen to be back in Vancouver. Uh, in June, I am definitely going to try to make a push to Michelle to let her let her get her to give me back the Raspberry Pi, <laughs> so I can maybe at some point in time try to play some older games. Because at this point in time, I really don't like you know she kept it when I moved, and even though I paid for it, um. <laughs> she won't, well she won't miss it when you finally do get it. I'm sure she doesn't even have it hooked up. She might not. I don't know, but yeah. but no, yeah that that game just just. It's it's a beacon to me. It's like I don't know why I never got into it on the GameCube. Maybe it was the control, like you know, the way the controls set. Maybe just seemed a little clunky to me. I don't know. I mean, I played like a little bit. I want to say it was like of two. I played a small bit with a, another buddy at one point in time, and I was just like, eh, it's okay. It's not for me. Two and three are are, are pretty good. Uh, I think they're a slight step down from the original, but not so much that it's offensive. But okay. uh, but they're, they're they're good games. Uh, if they do remakes of those two, um, I'll, I'll definitely pick them up. Well, you got to think with you know the the little research I've done, it's getting pretty good reviews on this first mm-hmm. remaster. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be shocked if they at least tr- try two, see how that one goes, and then maybe bring three. Yeah. But you know, I mean, yeah, that's. Like I said, I, I'm I'm shocked at how much it's it's enthralled me. Oh, I'm glad points. you're enjoying it. Yeah, I, I actually just finished it. Uh, I finished it yesterday morning. Oh, jeez! Look at you, Mister well, Fancy it, Pants. Well, it took my sweet time with it, but it was—it's a oh, I that, that, well, that, 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 that's a, that's another uh, thing that I do a lot with games. Is if if there's a game I really like, I find myself stretching it out. Like I don't want this to end. So and that's I'll do, that is I'll do that is another thing. praise for a game. If a game is so good, it's like I don't want to do that last mission. Because yeah. then I'm done. Uh huh. And I don't know. Like I doubt. I doubt Metroid Prime has like a new game plus or anything like that. Too, no. Does it? I didn't no. think so. Um, I I remember feeling that way about with uh, a few other games. Like a Ghost of Tsushima was like that too. Where I didn't want that to end. That game was so beautiful. 
and but but I had no reason to go back to it because I you know hundred percented it on the first playthrough. You know all the all the achievements, all the trophies, yeah. and everything. And I'm like, ah, there's no. I reason I think to that's go back. the only bit, like the only uh, like downside to that game I could think of was like there was no need for a new game plus on that game because you could you could hundred percent that game easily on your first playthrough. Mm-hmm. But man, but what, then, what an experience! But how much how much could that have changed though by them just putting in like a good bad system? Like, actually mm-hmm. make it so, like, you could be good, a.k.a. stay with the samurai code, or you could go evil, which is going more towards the, you know, using your stealth and whatnot. Right. And maybe that's because I've played so many games that do that, and I love that mechanic, mm-hmm. that well, it just felt well, like really, it was missing in, in a game that obviously could have used it. Well, yeah, early on, they make you, they, they kind of make you feel like that's the path that the game is taking. Where they want you to stay on that samurai code, but yeah. you can be dishonorable if you want. But yeah, th- about halfway through, you're like, wait a minute, this. this yeah, it's just like there's, fun, there's, there's no, no repercussions. There's no. no repercussions to other than, well, no, like the only there's only like the the that like last big uh, decision at the very end of the game mm-hmm. is like the only real one that really kind of has good bad connotations. But even then, you could argue either way is technically a good finish. Mm-hmm. So I mean, God, it's such a good game. But anyway, so uh, so let let let's throw one to you. Let's see what uh what one you have to bring up, and we'll see if it's on my list as well. Well, we'll see. I, I broke mine down into like I I wrote down some that I'm looking forward to trying, um, some that I just wanted to mention, and the ones that I and then my third category was ones that I have tried. Both. So I don't know what, where you want me to, what, where you'd like me to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, just just throw one out there. We'll see what we're like. You know, just give me the little subtext of which list it came off of because I didn't have right, ones right. that I've actually played. Well, um, well, let's see here. Well, I'll go with one that I know you haven't played, but I think it would it, it would be uh, worth your time if you ever decided to try it. Is a uh, uh, there was a a remake of a uh, Wonder Boy three, uh, which was originally came out on the uh, Sega Master System. Was that the one that Wonder Boy, like, when it was re-released, didn't it have, like, some, like, Monster Island, like, Adventures on Monster Island or something like that? Oh, this one's called, I think you're thinking of a, there's Monster Boy, which is, like, a spiritual sequel. Okay. But, uh, but no, this one is Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap. Okay. Uh, Fantastic game. It's it's one of those where uh, it, it does the, um, it does the Master Chief Collection thing where, you could see the new graphics, and then at a click of a button, you <laughs> nice. could see the you could see the old graphics. Yeah. And like I like I said, this is this is a Sega. Uh, this was a Sega Master System game, and it's uh, the gameplay to it is really interesting. Is that it's it was like a proto it was like a proto Metroid. Huh. Where where um you you'd unlock abilities and they would lie and then you you would backtrack and use those new abilities to get to new areas. Now didn't this game play similar to the um was it Shantae Half Genie Hero? Uh, it, it is similar to that in a lot of ways. Okay, so yeah, I love yeah, that game. Yeah, that's yeah. the reason that one came to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's actually a really good comparison because it, the upgrades that you get in this game are are different forms. Like, because you, you start you start out as a knight, and then you you turn you get turned into you get turned into the dragon, which is the dragon's trap, and then uh, from there you're that's so the whole quest is, is you're trying to get yourself turned back. You want to become human again. Okay. And so in the process of 
working your way through this game, you'll unlock other forms. Like you unlock a lion man, um, a fish man, uh, a mouse, and uh, I think the last one was a bird. Hmm. And so, uh, kind of like how in Shantae, you know, you, you used your genie magic to change your yeah, form. Yeah, change your form, it allowed you to access different parts of levels. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so, uh, the graphics on it are, are in the remake, are absolutely fantastic. Uh, it was done by uh, Lizard Cube, which was the, the same art team that did uh, Streets of Rage 4. Okay. okay. And so, uh, it has that really beautiful, uh, looks like a- animation cells. Yeah. Uh, oh, just I completely recommend it. Okay, no, I, I I think I remember you talking about this one. I never got around to playing it. I'm pretty sure we've got it on one of like on one of the systems somewhere, probably. I'm not sure. I, I definitely have it physical on Switch, but I don't. Oh, okay, that might be where you. Okay, I lose track because to tell you the truth, there's been so many games like we've picked up on one system over the other or the other, and then. Mm-hmm. I just lose track. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to do. All right, I'll throw it to you. It's, okay. What, what do you, what I do actually you can't believe, like, we were talking and something in me clicked. and like, how did I not think of this one? But I don't know whether you consider it a remake or a remaster. So I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to see what you say on this one. Because it is, because of you, one of my favorite RPGs ever made. Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. Oh, oh. Technically, it's a remaster, even though all it really changed was the. From what I remember hearing about, was the the animation animated uh, cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. No, 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 no that, that's a fantastic choice because I mean, that's uh, an early yeah. remaster, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, original yeah, PlayStation. Way back on that one. Well, yeah, like, that's you, you were talking about you were talking about the original master system. I'm like, what are games that were played like that that they really redid? And I'm like. How did I not think of Silver Star Story Complete? Yeah. What is yeah. wrong with me? No, that was a fantastic remaster because, uh, yeah, they they read they, re- they uh, updated the animated cutscenes because they were barely animated on the Sega CD. Yeah. And so, and so by the time they got around to releasing it on, on the Saturn and the PlayStation, yeah, they def- they they were definitely. Now, real, real animated. Did they remaster the soundtrack for that PlayStation One remaster as well, or was the soundtrack something that they just carried over? I so think, you know uh, a little more uh, about that than I would. So, if I remember right, I, there's quite a few tracks that were that were just carried over because the soundtrack in that game was amazing from the beginning. I mean, you wouldn't have to change much, but I'm, I'm I think they did add new tracks in the re in the remake well i just didn't know like you know you're saying sega cd and i didn't have a whole lot of experience with the sega cd so i don't know how their music quality was then because i mean i remember some of the sounds cd quality you know if it's on if it's on disc it's yeah i guess that's why i didn't think about it okay but But no no, no, that's that's a solid one that one that one just came you know like i said it just came out of nowhere because we were talking and it popped into my head and i just you know i remember the first time i sat down and started playing that game on your suggestion and I remember next thing I know, I learned a valuable lesson while playing that game of always have a second save mm-hmm. because I went to the final dungeon completely unprepared and there's no way of getting back. Yeah. So I had to start the game all over again. And it was That's just defi- as much fun the second time through. <laughs> That's definitely one of those gaming uh, <clears throat> tropes or... Uh, 
or pitfalls that that has definitely fallen to the wayside. I don't think very many games will will put you in a in a uh, in a point of no return situation without telling you in these days. Yeah, I was going to say I think most of the time it's you go to start the final mission. It'll be like, hey, this is the final mission. There's no going mm-hmm. back once you enter this dungeon or yeah. or whatever. But yeah, so that's. I mean, but that that's also a game though. I wouldn't mind if they they further remastered that game at some point in time. Like I, they could uh, leave they could leave the the graphics to the game itself pretty pretty much the same because I I actually kind of love that pixelated graphic for the game. Uh-huh. But could you imagine how much more they could step forward those video the cutscenes and whatnot? And now I know this uh, game is this game is probably we're probably going to talk about this one too. But imagine if instead of those little 2D graphics they had in there, what if they redid it with the like the Link's Awakening remake <sighs> style? You know what's that, funny? Yes. Okay. Since since you mentioned, yes, that is on my list. And Raskin that and Bask. could be the Rankin and Basque. Yeah, that yeah. you could do that with it. I mean, oh man, that would that would actually make it fun. I'd be it'd be interesting to see mm-hmm. how how different the game feels with that that you know kind of like chibi feel to the the animation or, or even or even if they just like going back to that lizard cube developer that I was just telling you about the streets of rage 4 they could what if they did it in that style you know where it's just smooth animated yeah. you know cell animation that'd be great unfortunately um the lunar games are they're tied up in um uh licensing issues oh okay when it when it got ported here by Working Designs, the 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 founder of Working Designs, at Victor Ireland, he has the uh, the U.S. rights to the game, and he refuses to share it with anybody. That's why you don't. That's why you don't see it on any of these uh, mini systems, like the like the Sega Genesis Mini and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. But you know, yeah, no, the, but you know, since since you brought up Link's Awakening, I mean, we might as well just pour yeah, straight I, into that one because that yeah, was that one was that on stood out. Too. That one stood out to me as well. Once again, it was one that you know, like I borrowed that one from you, and at first I wasn't sure what I thought about the graphics. I'm like, it looks really, really kitty. But then the more mm-hmm. I play it, the more I'm like, no, this this works. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I know we've talked about it before in past podcasts, but that's definitely the magic of Nintendo. Is uh, they might not have the most powerful hardware, but their art direction in in their games um, more and than makes up for it. You like, can't like the, argue that they also make the most out of an underpowered system. Yeah, like like the the year that uh, uh, Luigi's Mansion Three came out, I thought that was probably the, one of the best looking games that year. That game was beautiful. And, and you know, and, and that's not through raw horsepower of the of the hardware. It's art direction. Oh yeah, no, it's like, yeah. and that's yeah, that's something that Nintendo's always had, like the art direction be- behind Nintendo, especially on their first party games, mm-hmm. have always stood out. I mean, like even though it doesn't look great, I remember watching people play uh, the old Donkey Kong Country games on the the Super Nintendo, and those games mm-hmm. looked amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. By nowadays standards, it's a little rough, but yeah. <laughs> but still, they, they were doing something. But no, no, that, that Link's Awakening, yeah, that art style, and that I, uh, it, it is, it is kind of jarring when you first sit down in front of it. But uh, I think it was a good choice in the long run. Oh no, it's it's a it's a beautiful game, and it's it's well worth worth the play. And like I said, the more you immersed in that world, the less you really noticed the chibi feel to it, and just kind of felt right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now, so yeah. Now, um, before we actually started recording, uh, I'm thinking of my next one here. Um, before we started recording, we were we were starting to dabble on the topic of uh, good remakes versus bad remakes, like some where they don't put a real effort into it. Oh yeah. Now, I my next one on the surface, it looks like it's not uh, a lo- not a lot went into it being remastered. Okay. But once you actually get down to start playing it, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see what happened here, and, and that's uh, that uh, Spider-Man, the Sony Spider-Man, that they did a PS5 remaster. I keep forgetting they did that, but I think the only thing that always knocked me about that one was like, dude, it's like barely an old game. Why the hell do you need to remaster it? And I've never looked at the research to see to. what it was, but they honestly, in the, at the end of the day, they really didn't need to. Just just like this uh, Last of Us remake. Last of Us Part One remake. Yeah. There's no reason. There was no reason for that. But anyway, with the Spider-Man one, um, on the surf when you when you sit down and you first start playing it, you're like, okay, this isn't much different than what I played on on you know the PS4. But then you start noticing the load times, and you start noticing uh, the little details when you look up close to stuff. You can see the ray tracing and stuff. Like you can see reflections in the, in his in the eyes of his mask and stuff. Like. Okay. Phenom- phenomenal details. The frame rate, the the frame rate was locked at sixty frames per second, which made it a which for a game like Spider Man, you want it to be as smooth as possible. Yeah. And uh, no, it just yeah. Once you scratch that surface and you see, okay, what have they changed here? It it was a good remaster. It really was. Okay. But but uh, the biggest thing for that one was definitely the load times. I mean, the load times are so fast. You you don't you you don't even when you when you would fast travel the load times were so fast you didn't even get those cinema scenes of him standing on the and subway see, train. <laughs> well, then what's the point of it, really? I mean, really, no, the, that was what's the great? only thing that was worth doing the fast travel for. Most of the time, like I did not fast travel in that game because it was so much more fun to just swing uh-huh, across the city. Uh-huh. But what's what's great is, is uh, I, uh, I I think I complained about it on Reddit one day. Like this game is great, but. I don't get those 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 animations anymore, and they're like, oh no, it's in the it's in the options. You can go in the options and turn them back on. So so you could still have them if you really want them. Like, oh okay, all right, best of both worlds. But yeah, because they well, they were just really funny. Like all the stuff, like him sitting there reading a newspaper in the Spider Man costume on the freaking uh-huh. you know uh-huh. tram or whatever. But no, I, I think that's a fantastic one, and I am biased because that's one of my favorite games. And ever, didn't they still. also? But didn't they also like for that remaster change? Peter Parker's look as well. That's my only thing that. Well, it's, I don't even say it's a knock, but it's like it's just like why? Why? Just leave it alone. Yeah, I, I I never heard why they did it. I just remember hearing that I or thinking I thought I'd heard that they had like changed his appearance or whatever. I think I think they did it because they, they wanted to give him an appearance that was closer to Tom Holland. He doesn't look exactly like Tom Holland. Yeah, but he looks but he looks a lot closer than the original actor did. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. That's gotcha, the only thing gotcha. I can think of. Yeah, I haven't played that remaster. I've been I've been intrigued by it because I do love that Spider Man game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I just I I, I wouldn't even think about that one because, like I said, to me it was like that and the Last of Us one. I'm like, that's such a useless remaster because, like, dude, the previous games weren't that much dumbed down that you well, really well, need well, to well, do much. Well, it's particularly egregious with Last of Us because Last of Us was already remastered. It was remastered late in the PlayStation 4 life. Because remember, that was a PlayStation 3 game. Last of Us was a P- PS... Oh, that's right, it was! And it got remastered for PS4, which looked beautiful. 
And then I they decided totally this- forgot about that. Yeah. And they so they remastered it again. Like you didn't have to do that. It was perfectly fine. Almost. Well, Last of Us part, you know, the original Last of Us looked great on PS3. So uh-huh. I mean, but yeah, dude, I totally forgot. That's like two two console generations before. For something I was thinking that launched on PS4. Mm-hmm. Wow. These last these last couple uh, a small tangent. These last couple of console generations have been have been messed up when you think about. Dude, how compressed they are with each other. Like, think about it. Grand Theft Auto Five came out on the PlayStation Three and the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and then it also came out on the, uh, the you know, Xbox Sky- One and the Skyrim came out on the Three Hundred and Sixty. Dude, what PS3. system hasn't Skyrim <laughs> come out on now? Well, 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 but no, but it just goes to show everything that's uh, like s- stuff from that far back is still being held as current. Yeah, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd. No, I, I get you. That's, but it's just like I said. It's just it's it's yeah. Maybe that is the fact that everything's been so compressed for the last couple console generations that it's it's easy to forget what came out PS3, PS4, PS5. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's. Well. But no, you you want to talk about one? I can think of off the top of my head that is just like it, it broke my heart to play the remaster. Because they clearly just didn't want to put the work in on remastering it. And that was at one point in time on on Xbox, the what was I think it was Xbox One, I bought the Silent Hill 2 remaster. Like they did the like they remastered Silent Hill 2 and I think it was Silent Hill 3 on this disc. Mm-hmm. And dude, everything in the atmosphere of that game was lost in the remaster. Because they cleaned oh. it up. But by cleaning it up, like the fog wasn't effective anymore. So like you could uh, see all the creatures. You weren't seeing just their shadows in the fog, which is what made them work. Because after uh-huh. you've seen the creatures in that game, you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah. And so yeah, that and then like cleaning like the, the voice acting is horrible. Like they re-recorded I've a bunch heard that. of I've heard that. I'm like, yeah, I, I played it for like maybe a half hour, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. I'm, I'm killing my own thoughts on how what a great horror game this originally was. Do you think you'll try the uh, Silent Hill 2 remake that's coming up? Seeing what's been done with like Resident Evil 2 and stuff like that, I'm intrigued by it. I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on like reviews of it when it comes out. Well, th- th- remember, this one's being done by that uh, Bloober team. And they know how to make a creepy game. Okay, remind me who Bluebird Team is. Um, that they they they're the ones that did that. Um, shoot, what, what was what's that? What was that name of the, the medium? On, oh, uh, okay. Okay. You know, they, they did the media, They did uh, Layers of Fear. Ooh, see, I, I like Layers ever... of Fear. Layers of Fear is a great game, but that's one of those ones where it's just you're just walking around a house, interacting with things. And I know a lot of people don't like those kinds of games. But that game was creepy as shit for just walking around and interacting with things. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so they have a pedigree for doing for making creepy stuff. So, so uh, this, I'm this... I'm hopeful, hopefully uh, optimistic. But at the same time, I've been disappointed before, so I'm kind of like, I'm not I'm not ready to say I'm a hundred percent happy. Yet, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll wait for the reviews then, huh? Yeah, pretty much because like yep. I said, like that game. I remember playing that when it came out on PS2 and how much that game unnerved me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one and um, the original Dead Space both just unnerved the hell out of me playing them. So, like, 
I, I, I had that dead space on my uh, remakes that I'm looking forward to section on here. Okay. And and it's like, I don't know. I I want to play, but then again, I couldn't play through the original one because I don't mind a scare. I don't mind a scary game like jump scared jump scares in a game here and there but no that game had a tension level that i'm like i can't play this my hands fucking hurt because i'm gripping the controller too hard oh well see and that that makes me think of the other one that really got me alien isolation uh first person running from that alien holy shit i lost track of how many times i didn't realize how tensed up i was yeah, until I'm like, I need to stop i need to stop playing so i put it down i realized like finally all my muscles unclenched Uh uh-huh yeah, and so I don't know. I, I kind of want to try this this remake. I, I hear great things about it. It looks stunning, but I don't know if it if it if it looks more realistic. I think it might make me shit my pants even more. <laughs> so I, so I, I don't I don't know if I want to put myself through that. Yeah, I, I could I could see that. I could see yeah. that. I but you know me being the horror fan game. If it if it's got good enough reviews, and I I will I'll I'll buy it eventually and try it out and see where I, I mean, see where it goes like I mentioned to you the other day, it's on sale right now. So, so you could we, you could miss that seventy dollar price point. Yeah, which it shouldn't even be seventy in the beginning with, but that's beside the point. That's another argument we could have another time. <laughs> All right. So, what's your next one? Um, let's see. Where do I want to go? Because I, I kind of I kind of snuck in there. No, with you, that, you're uh, you're, you're fine. Space. Um, huh? I guess I go that way. Well, okay. I'll go to another one. Like I actually didn't put it on here, but I meant to, and that was. The Ratchet and Clank remaster they did. Mm. I think that was for PS4 as well. Mm-hmm. And I had never, once again, never played the original games before, which I was shocked. Like, I don't know why I yeah. never got into them, but like, oh, dude, that so game good. looked amazing for mm-hmm. being a console generation behind, as well as just, it was so much fun. Like, I lost track of how many times I just, like, I wasn't even doing anything. I just grab a random weapon and just shoot shit just to see, just for the fun of it. Like especially the uh-huh. sheepinator turning people into sheep for some reason became way too much fun for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean obviously the the new game the uh, Rift Apart is is um an artistic, ma- you know, a masterpiece oh, of a yeah. game. But uh but no, the, that remake that you mentioned here uh that's uh, it was good. I mean, did do you remember years ago like it was like maybe in during Nintendo 64 age where um that was really when magazine stuff were starting to talk about how games are going to be they're, they're going to have toy story like graphics you know yeah. that's the future that's coming up quickly blah 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 well it didn't come up quickly i mean uh, but we are but we're there now and that that ratchet and clank is definitely one of those where it looks every bit as good as uh, uh, any animation you'd see come out of pixar yeah well yeah and from the little research I did on what they changed, they also like streamlined some of the story, I guess, on it compared to what it was on what PS2. Mm-hmm. Was that where Ratchet and Clank no. first? Yes, yeah. I can't remember if they were PS2 or PS3. I just remember them and Jack and Daxter both came out about the same point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But no, yeah, that game. Like I, I sunk a lot of hours into that that re- remake of. Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I need and, to play through it myself. It's a good one. And I never regretted a second of the hours I put into that game, and that's that was the, the highest compliment I can give to it. I mean, the sense mm-hmm. of humor is great. The the character development really you know really worked. And like, I don't know. Like I said, maybe maybe they changed some story here and there, but I don't. I wouldn't know of unfortunately off the top of my head. But 
Right. Well, how, how do you? Th- what do you think is a better way to appreciate those games? Like, do you think? Do you think you? Uh, most people appreciate them more if they're playing the remake for the first time, or if it, or do you think people that have played the original version appreciate them more? Does that make sense? There's. I, I could see an argument for either side of it, really. I mean, so but, can I. I, when I, I'm but not when sure you're doing a remake or a remaster, you got to think it, it's similar to the you know the idea of you know writing a co- like an issue of a comic book. It's going to be somebody's first at some point in time. So you like mm-hmm. you almost have to find that balance of keeping it pure for the people who played it in the past, while at the same time making it accessible for somebody who's mm-hmm. first time they've got the controller mm-hmm. in their hand. Um, so I don't, I don't really, I, God, I guess I haven't really thought, I mean, one of them on here, I can actually say I played the original game and I played the re the remake and I don't know whether I would appreciate it more had I not played the original or not. And that's the Tony Hawk pro skater one and two remaster they did. That, that, That was about to be my next, my next one too. Because, you know, having played the shit out of those first two games, on the original PlayStation and loving every second of those games and then getting to play them with upgraded graphics. Um, you know, they, yeah, they brought in some of the mechanics that came into like the third and fourth pro skater games, mm-hmm. but I was okay which, with that. Which I think is fine. Yeah. Well, yeah I, I no, it, it, well, it made it, it made it a more fluid game. Um, but then, you know, the only the only regret I have or the only knock I have against those games is I wish they could have got the original soundtracks, like complete soundtracks from those original two games. Back well, you know, I'm games. sure I'm, I'm sure the developers wish they could have done that, too. Oh, I, I'm not saying they didn't, too. I'm just saying like that's but, uh, the only thing that sucks is like like you could tell there were certain songs I was expecting to hear when I'm skating around mm-hmm. that never mm-hmm. came on. I'm like, so I went into the like, you know, the. The menu to look at the sound the soundtrack. I'm like, what? Where's no? And you know, when we were talking about uh, Metroid and and how it's, we really liked how um, they modernized the gameplay, and and that and that's what uh, really makes this one enjoyable. Um, The opposite is true with with Tony Hawk, and 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 it's awesome because of it. It's like. Even though they added some stuff from three, you know, like the manuals and stuff that wasn't, yeah. that wasn't in the original two, that's fine. But the core gameplay feels like the old games. Oh yeah, it feels like and you're it, playing those old games just with it, a new coat of paint. And if they would have changed that up in some way, people would have lost their shit. If it doesn't oh, yeah. feel like it, if it doesn't feel like a Tony Hawk game, people would have rioted. Which is probably true because that last remake they did a couple of years before. Was was bad. Well, I just, liked rem- it. I just remember hearing how like how glitchy it was, and it had a bunch and, well, of bugs. And the, the 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 physics the, the physics engine apparently was like nothing like the original okay. games. See, I so, didn't, so people I just hit that with you know, hashtag not not my Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. I had that on my list too. Like, okay. See, there we go. We got we got two that we've we've shared now. Well, probably yeah. three. I don't know. I can't remember anymore. And then I have a I have a couple on here that they fall under that category um, where we were talking about like some some remakes are lazier than others, but but not in a bad way. The two I have on here there's a Xenoblade the Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition and uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. 
Okay. Um, well, I could also add uh, Shin Megami Tensei three on there too. Um, th- these are remaster, rema- quote quote remasters, but but all they are is like pretty much just a bump in resolution because they're coming okay. from older systems. Yeah. And uh, you see a lot of that on the Switch because the Switch is such a, such a successful system that it, but the Wii U was not. Yeah, and so and so they brought a lot of games forward to the Switch, you know, just so they could be on a platform that will actually get sales. Yeah, so they could I, actually get it, maybe get the eyes they should have gotten if they wouldn't have been on a shitty system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, well, the Wii U wasn't even a shitty system; it was, it was just poorly marketed. You call you call it Wii U, you make it makes it th- sound like it's an add-on for the Wii. Or well, yeah, there's that, and then but there's also just like. I just heard so many bad things about the way that system worked. It just did, no, like, I think, it was like, unique. I think, tone, uh, you know, Anthony was the only person I ever heard that actually brings up the Wii U, really. I yeah, mean, yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's, there, I mean, the Nintendo's library is full of those games, you know, the Zelda Skyward Sword. Um, Let's see, I have which, that remake on my for the Switch, but I haven't uh-huh. got too deep into it yet. So. Um, yeah, the Xenoblade Chronicles, Shin Megami Tensei, I mean, Mario Kart 8, Donkey Kong, uh, Tropical to- Tropical Freeze, um, Captain Toad, you know, there's all all these games are from either the Wii or the Wii U, and they brought them forward, you know, just, just to get to the larger uh, install base and whatnot, which, yeah. it's not a bad thing, but you gotta know that going in, that, yeah, these aren't from bottom to up remakes, they're just a bump in resolution, and here yeah. you go. Well, yeah, and and well, let's face it. There's been there's probably been a lot. Like if you look back, there's probably been a lot of remakes where that's what they've done. They're just mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll give it a really small bump in resolution, and we'll call it a remaster. We'll sell it as a brand new game. That, you know that's true because going even further back, when you go back to the 360, you go back to uh, the PlayStation Two, the PlayStation Three. There were remakes all the time, but that's exactly what they were. Was they were ju- they were just resolution bumps. Yeah, that ha- that happened all the time. Like an old old example I can think of is uh, Soul Reaver. Came out on the PlayStation One. It got remastered on the Dreamcast. There was nothing different except for a resolution bump. See, I think I I don't think I ever played that on the PS One. I think I played that on the Dreamcast, mm-hmm. and then the PS Two for Part Two and. Mm-hmm. For what little of part three I played, so you know, so we're we're living in a good time now with these remakes. I mean, uh, they're they're putting a lot more effort into them now than they ever used and to. I, I'm just putting it out there. If anybody who happens to be listening to this has this kind of power, he just mentioned a game I would love to see, like a more modern day remaster done of, and that is Soul Reaver. Thank you. <laughs> Take my money now if you do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool, but I don't know. I don't if think it'll ever be they, done, but if they have, yeah, it's one of those where if they haven't done it by now, it's probably never going to happen. But that that is one of those games I would put on a wish list of games that I would like to see at some point in time because mm-hmm. I can only imagine how badass that game could look, but with with the newer graphic systems and whatnot. Well, I would almost, you know it's it's by uh, it's by uh, shoot I just forgot the name of the developer, but it's the same group. It's the same developers that did. The, the 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 latest Tomb Raider trilogy. Oh, uh, um, I Idos? No, Is that Idos? I Idos? Yeah, I, I think so. I don't even. I don't know. But, but but anyway, like now, what if they now think about that? What Tomb Raider used to be to what it became in these remakes? 
Imagine if they did the same thing with, with Soul Reaver. It, it, yeah, it, it'd be it'd be sweet. Like I said, take my shut up and take my money. Yep, yep. Um, but like, well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out one that like actually goes back a couple of generations because I'm actually gonna go with the Resident Evil Four remaster they dropped on Wii because I played it on, I played it on GameCube mm-hmm. and I thought it was a good game. I played it on Wii and that game felt so much better. Now, are you gonna play the new remake? I'm still deciding on that one. I'm. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like They're I love good that game. It. I love that game, but it's become like Skyrim, where every it's just seem, like I just assume it's going to get put onto every system known to man. Going I kinda forward, wanna, I, I kind of want to play because remember I, I bought the Resident Evil Two remake, and that game was amazing. Oh yeah, it was. Even though like, and, and I remember like that. That is another good example of one that worked because. They took the game and they they expanded upon it. I mean, like it it doesn't play identical to the original. No, you know it, it reminds me a lot of what they did when they they did the the original Resident Evil bump up for GameCube. Uh huh. Like, can I remember like in the original PlayStation One uh, Resident Evil game, the first time you went down that one hallway, the dogs would jump through the window, scare the shit out of you. You yep. got so used to that jump scare. That you played that uh, that rematch. I remember you go down the hallway the first time. Chances are those dogs don't come through the window. You're like, huh? oh, okay. So you're playing the game, and you could go down that hallway like four or five more times, and nothing happens. And then, blam, it hits you. You're like, god damn it. They got me after all. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, man. But no, yeah, no, no, that's like that. Yeah, but Resident thing. Evil 4, like, I think what made it stand out to me on the Wii was that was one of the games I felt like it used the motion controls without feeling hokey about doing so mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. using the the nunchuck to aim your gun um you know like yeah you had all the quick time events where you'd shake your controller or whatever to run away from a boulder or whatever uh, uh-huh. and but that that all seemed to work where it didn't really feel forced it felt natural to that game which is mm-hmm. weird for a game that came out on a console beforehand and they just found a way to to make it work or whatever yeah I mean, I mean, on the Wii, that, that that's where they also had a remake of uh of the Metroid Prime trilogy, and and that was a oh, did they really? That, that was really good too, because uh, instead oh, of being, in, in, instead of doing dual stick aiming, it was uh you know you you you, walk, you walked around with the the nunchuck the essentially, yeah, yeah, and, and the nunchuck was how you aimed. So it it, it was interesting, which which that control scheme is also in in the. Um, in the Switch version, if you oh, go nice. to the options. Oh, so you could use the. Um, uh huh. I can't remember what they call the things the, off the side the, of the screen. Yeah, yeah, the Joy Cons. Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. There you go. So yeah. Yeah, you could, so you could recreate that uh, oh. that that control scheme if you ever want to try it. Oh, see, that would be interesting to play that game that way. But at the same time, like I'm not huge into motion controls, so I'm like, do mm-hmm. I want? It would almost be something just to try at some point in time, like maybe just play the beginning of the game, kind of yeah. fiddle with it and see how it feels. Yeah. Now I'll, I'll go, I'll go way back on on, on one here. Is a uh, and again because I love Metroid so much. Okay. Is a uh, uh, Metroid Zero Mission on the Game Boy Advance. It, it's a yeah. Metroid Zero Mission is a remake of of the first Metroid. Oh, was it really? I, I think I, never mind. I think I remember hearing about that on Play Retro when they did their Metroid episode. And and it, it's it, it was fantastic. I mean, it it updated the the graphics and the gameplay to to basically what Super Metroid was, 
but it, but it also added a map. Yeah, which I remember is like the biggest complaint about the original game is there mm-hmm. was no map that you could look at. So mm-hmm. similar to the original Zelda, you had to make your own maps or just remember uh-huh. really well, like, okay, I have to go up three screens, go yeah. across two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, no, so if you ever do, when you do get a hold of that Raspberry Pi, I'd recommend trying that out. I think you'd like it a lot. It's good. Okay, I'll have to, I'll have to that, that's... Yeah, that's. I mean, th- there's a lot of games I want to go back and try to fiddle with from back in the day because there was a lot of games on that Raspberry Pi that I never got around to trying to play. <laughs> uh, oh man! Yeah, so- that's, but then, like, okay, for, for another one on the bad side, let's face it, this one's already been talked about a lot. I never played it, but man, watching some of the glitch videos from it was hilarious back in the day. Was the the remakes they did of Vice City and uh, oh. San Andreas? Which breaks my heart because, like, Vice City is probably still my favorite of the Grand Theft Auto games. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they tried to remaster it and just fucked it up so bad, <laughs> I, well, I just I can't forgive it. I can't forgive. No, it. no, that's what happens when you cash grab. Yep. Oh well, yeah, and that's. But then, yeah, then again, talk about the like the biggest cash grab you could talk about. I mean, that's. That was so clearly they they just wanted to get more money out of people. So they're like, oh, we'll just we'll do a really quick remaster of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't have, but I also don't believe they had the original source code to work off of. If I remember hearing right, I, I don't remember. But man, what a, what a travesty! <laughs> yeah, but like I said, the glitch videos were fun to watch, though. You know what? I, I'm surprised you you haven't mentioned, uh, or maybe it is on your list and you just haven't got to it yet. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention Demon Souls. It's on there. It's on it there. Is on there. Okay. I was debating on whether to talk because I know I've talked about it on other other episodes we've talked about, but it's like, yeah, it's having played. But you know, since you bring it up, I'll I'll go to it. Like since since I have played the like I do have a PS3 version of that game. Mm-hmm. I could compare the two. I will say those are night and day different games because mm-hmm. in the original the original Demon Souls. You only had a four quadrant roll, so you could only roll left, right, forward, backwards. Mm-hmm. In that new one, you have like the diagonal rolls, mm. which opens up that game so much more. Wow! Um, as well as just the fact that that game, you know, that game was so clearly probably made on a shoestring budget. So I'm pretty sure there was probably a lot of bugs in the code, anyways, to start with. I mean, that ga- that game is clunky on PS3. I really tried. Well, that's that's from software for you. They they they, uh, they release good games, no doubt about it. But they they do have a bit of jank to them. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I've I've beat a couple of them, like the original playthroughs I did on a couple games. I did them, you know, like I found like accidental cheese methods, like you know, you do something just right, and someone gets caught in a certain spot and they can't move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, that can also backfire on you because I remember in the uh, Dark Souls, even in the remaster they dropped on, you know, Xbox One, the original Dark Souls, like there's a spot in the, the fight with the Great Wolf Sif that if you hit that spot wrong, you cannot get out of that spot. <laughs> like if you oh, roll funny. at just the right position, you'll get stuck in like this puddle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... That sucks. 
Oh man, so did, do you have any that you could think of that you were that uh, that's on the horizon that you're that you're you you, you want to play? Um, well, you mentioned the you mentioned the Silent Hill two one. I shouldn't say I like I for sure want to play it, but it's definitely one I'm keeping my eyes on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't heard about a whole lot of remasters that they've been they're planning on dropping. Like, like most of them are just ones that like I've heard good things about that. I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. One of them being, you know, I mean, given this one's kind of old by nowadays standards, but the the remaster of Final Fantasy VII, I'm intrigued mm-hmm. by. I even though I'm play not a too. fan of the original game. Neither am I. And I, I, I kind of like, I, I'm kind of upset they're going to the whole uh, like action RPG over turn based RPG. I kind of wish people would like embrace the turn-based RPG sometimes. I we're, get it that a lot that of people regard, do not have the patience for it. In that regard, we're, we're dinosaurs. I mean, they yeah. just don't do <laughs> That's just not a game. Well, no, and, and I get it. And I know that's a me thing. I know that's not, you know, that's not a, a complaint that a whole lot of people probably have. But mm-hmm. to me, it's like I miss the good turn-based combat. Right. So no, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, but but I, I, I can admit, I can admit those days are gone. You know. Yeah, it's you, 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 yeah. Well, when they did Final Fantasy 15 with it or whatever it was, like mm-hmm. with the thing, I'm like, okay, yeah, they they never looked back past uh, what was it uh, after they did Kingdom Hearts and that started working so well. Right. They never looked back. No, that I I, I want to play that Final Fantasy 7 remake too, and and you've heard me say many times over the years, I think Final Fantasy 7 is massively overrated. It's, Massive is an understatement. But, I think uh, I I do not. I've never seen the mass appeal that that game gets. Like so much hand, like it changed gaming forever. I'm like, no, it didn't. It was. I think I think it's I think the 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 where it gets that is from is because for a lot of people that's their first role playing game. Okay. So, so I think that I think that's why it's held in such regard for a lot of folks. But uh, but no, I I want to play it because uh, I was I don't even know what podcast I was listening to, but they were they were discussing the story. They were trying to be as spoiler free as they could, but they they uh, they they said that the story um, heavily implies, and that's and they're looking for the next parts for this reason is it's heavily implied that it's a multiverse story. Okay. It's not it's, so it's it's not a, a remake. This is just. A similar events happening in a multiverse, and Sephiroth is jump. Sephiroth in this game is from the original PlayStation Final Fantasy VII. Okay, interesting. Things didn't go obviously. Things didn't go his way in that game, so he's jumping the multiverse. Interesting. To, to, to find his win. Okay. So I was like, okay, that's sure. interesting. interesting. I kind of. But then, like, but then the same like, I wonder how much, how much, how much momentum the second part to that game, or second or whatever, what three parts or whatever they're making for that game, I can't remember. Uh-huh. But how much momentum they've lost because originally wasn't it supposed to be like, okay, this part's going to come out, and then like two years, like up to two years later at most, we're going to drop the second part, and it's like it still hasn't dropped. They like, there's no like, not even on the horizon of dropping the second part of that remake yet. Yeah, well, and maybe that's another before. reason. Maybe that's another reason I'm not really too enthused because I'm like I'm not going to get my full story. I'm going to get like a start of a story. 
<laughs> oh man, but no, 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 that, that's a good one. One that I was thinking of uh, this upcoming that I that I want to try is that uh, Advance Wars One and Two is being remade for the. I wondered about that because I want to say I saw like a digital version of the the Target ad for this week, and that comes out this week. Oh, is it this week? Oh, I want to okay. say it is. I want to say I saw that, or nice. maybe they just had an ad for it, like pre-ordering it coming up, you know, later. But I saw some of that, and I remember you were always talking about it. So yeah, yeah, they, they were great on the Game Boy Advance, and the graphics and stuff of this one. It looks cool. It look they look like um. It's it's almost doing the, it's almost doing the uh, the Link's Awakening thing. They, okay. They look they look like toys. The little toy tanks and little toy airplanes. <laughs> so it's like, oh man, I can't wait to play that. Yeah, I never played the originals on that one, so I don't know. I don't know a well, whole uh, lot about it. So well, well, strategy RPGs aren't for everybody. Oh no, no, I already know the tactical ones are not yeah. my kind. Of, like I know you're you were also talking about was it Tactics Ogre or whatever the. Oh yeah, I, I want to play that remake too. I forgot to put that on my list, but. Well, see, yeah. there you go. I brought it up for you. There you go. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I have oh, like yeah, a, yeah, it's coming out the twentieth. I have a couple I can throw in just like, like the, these are ones I've actually already played that really kind of, they worked me. But once again, they were really kind of, to me, on many ways, they were just kind of surface level remakes. And that's, I'll, so I'll package them together. And that's the Crash Insane Trilogy. Okay. And uh, Spyro's Reignited, where they basically just re-released like the core three Spyro, like this, the first three Spyro games on mm-hmm. one, in one game kind of thing you know bumped up the graphics significantly but nothing really changed other than the graphics i'm sure i think i think that's a good way to do it where it's like if you if if all you're doing is like a graphics bump or whatnot bundle them together you know give oh yeah no add add a little more value to it so that people will rebuy it and that's a smart way to do it yeah and i've got both the crash the insane trilogy and spyro reignite and both those games were really fun and i remember playing both those games on the original playstation and they didn't lose anything in the translation but then again like i said i think they just they knew what they had they're like okay all we really need to do is change some graphics we Mm -hmm. don't need to to retool anything these games already worked well, other than I'm, I'm sure they probably fixed a little bit of the platforming in Crash Bandicoot because it was pretty rough in the original ones. But indeed. Ah um, oh, man, let's see what I have left on my list here because I'm, I think we've cut through a lot of them. Yeah, man. we we had a couple that kind of we ended up both talking about because we both had them. So yeah, nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, another one I had on there that that uh, on my I have tried them list was Diablo two. Uh, oh yeah, like I've I've put a little bit like I put time into it, but I haven't put a whole lot of time into it. I mean, I still mm-hmm. got it on my PS five, like ready to play whenever. It's just mm-hmm. like to me, I think the problem was being that three was the first one I really really played. It's weird to play too. They have a different, uh, much different feeling to them. Well, three feels a little more hack and like straight up hack and slash. Where mm-hmm. two, it seems like a lot more. Um, I want to say clunky because the controls don't feel clunky. They just there's a lot more to them. It's not you know just 
hitting like this button does a hot quick uh, quick attack with like this special ability mm-hmm. you have to do a little more to access your special abilities and- i think diablo 3 was to the diablo series what monster hunter world was to the monster hunter series where it's it's the more accessible it's for the masses mm-hmm. you know the other games are for, are for the hardcore fans of the series and and uh the third one was for the masses. But that said, I'm 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 interested in four. I look forward to. I'm sure that'll probably be one you'll buy, and like at some point in time, we'll have to get on there and play it together, and you know we'll see. But I've heard it. It is kind of a close to a mix, kind of closer to a mix between that, two that, and three. That's what I hear too. But uh, um, that 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 so that, that that makes me wonder like so uh how come you were asking me if i was going to pre-order did, did you want to get in on like the the, uh, the beta weekend oh, i didn't something? know if you were interested in the beta weekend or not like because no. somebody at work was telling me about like oh yeah the beta is out so i was like oh, did you pre-order it just out of curiosity like yeah. i wasn't i wasn't i didn't know like i wouldn't have been shocked no. one way or the other with that well, answer i, I, I think me, i think so. pre-ordering pre-ordering a digital game is the dumbest shit ever well yeah, I can see it. It's yeah, because it's not like it's gonna you know they're gonna run out of digital copies. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's different when there are things that like tie into it that are worth the pre-order. You know, bonus like um, as much as I really thought it was kind of weak at beginning, like dude, I've actually listened to the soundtrack of um, Elden Ring so many times because I have the whole soundtrack on like it, it was part of the bundle of the mm-hmm. game I bought but I don't even think that was a pre-order bonus I think that was just because I bought the the you know the version of it that had it or whatever and Indeed. I love that soundtrack but then again <laughs> I think all the FromSoft soundtracks are fucking brilliant yeah. man oh, that, 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 oh no it's not a remake it's a sequel I was going to say uh, another one I'm looking forward to when you when you mentioned when you mentioned from software was there is uh, their upcoming armored core that's an awesome series too I don't think I ever played any of those back in the day but I remember I, I remember seeing them kind of thing you know well they're uh, more tactics tactics games again oh are those tactics then what was the one that was, mm-hmm. then what was the game that was like almost like first person where you drove a mech. Like, First I remember person. seeing it, like, in, like I remember it was mostly, like, a PC game, but you did, like, I, I think, like, maybe PlayStation 1 had, like, a, a like, a side version of, or, like, had one of them. Mm-hmm. Was it Mech Assault, are you thinking, are you thinking, or? No, are, you thinking, are you thinking of the Mech Warrior games? That might be what I'm thinking of, yes. Yeah. No, 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 the, uh, the um, armored core games are are, are tactics. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, th- there was that one. Then another mech tactics game back in the day that was cool was uh, that uh, the Front Mission series. Th- those are fantastic too. But yeah, I think I've uh, pretty much uh, yeah, exhausted my list. Only other one I had on here is a mentioned that I I don't I haven't played it, but I'm like ah, maybe maybe someday. Is uh, the Chrono Cross remaster? See, I'm afraid to go into a remaster of that one just because I'm like, I love that game so much that uh-huh. I don't want to see them fuck it up. Just in case um, they did, I don't know. I I hear it's better now because they, they did a recent update that kind of smoothed a lot of things out. But I guess that game was a, was a hot mess. Yeah, and then you got to wonder, okay, why hasn't Chrono Trigger ever been 
remastered, like truly remastered. Because that game is like, there are people who would probably fully fork out a shit ton of money for a remaster of that game. I don't know. I wonder if it's a licensing licensing thing, like because remember that it uses Akira Toriyama art. Yeah. Um, and then like uh, the music, the music. I think was. Uh, I think the music in that game was by uh, by the the composer for the Dragon Quest games, and he's dead now. So okay. Probably try, See, probably I, try. I don't. I don't know for sure. I just remember like the one yeah. time I played that was on emulation. And I'm like, I love that game. Well, no, sorry. Yeah. The first time I played it was actually on... I can't remember what they called the the two-pack, but it was it was on PlayStation 1. They, re, they It was Chrono Trigger, and I want to say... Wasn't it Final Fantasy Tactics? I think Final Fantasy Tactics was the other one on that. Two, yeah, yeah, it was like a, a two-pack. And I never I played. That. I never played the... Ta- or I tried playing the Tactics, and that was where I realized that I'm not good at the Tactics. <laughs> which really sucks because be- I've also tried playing Banner Saga, mm-hmm. which that game looks beautiful and you'd think it's it's Viking kind of thing. So I'm like, dude, I want to play this game, but it, the the tactics aspect of it just is it like for some reason it overwhelms me. Huh. Well, that's that's fair. I mean, to each their own. So, yeah. So um. So now that we're nearing the end here, uh, it, whenever we have these conversations, we always talk. We always joke about how if there's a listener out there, did, did you did you happen to get yourself any listener emails? Not that I've seen. Oh, I sent. Oh, that's that makes me sad. I wonder if I sent it to the wrong address. I I, I sent you a listener email a while ago. Well, let me see. I I haven't seen anything. Like I, unfortunately, the only thing I've been getting is freaking. Well, let me check, see if like, maybe it went to... Oh, what the heck? I'm trying to see... All mail. Because what was the address again? Stan Strongcast? Stan Strongcast at gmail.com. Okay, so I did send it to the right one. You just didn't check your email. You suck. Well, no, I checked it, but it's like... The problem is, I... All I've got is like the the trolling freaking emails on that thing. Like every now and then I'll get something from uh, I'll get something from like there's this this one organization that keeps trying to get me. Like, oh yeah, if you we reader Darcy. No, that's not dude. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything from like I'm seeing like I said I'm seeing a bunch of troll emails that they send to like usually just ends up going into spam but huh do you know how long ago it was i actually sent it on my birthday march 22nd let's see it's not telling me when these all these emails came in give me a second i'll just keep on going back because it apparently saved a lot of them but (laughs) oh well i did you find it the one about the shirt color in the nightmare on elm street yeah yeah. You know what's funny is you know why I didn't realize that that was in because I saw like I I just I clicked into an email because it gave me a notification. I thought that you sent that to me on my regular email. Oh, <laughs> so I didn't even know. Yes, and okay to to talk about that. Like I, I hold on, let me reread this because I remember you saying like okay you say it's revisionist horseshit that they about the the colors of the sweatshirt. 
I don't know. Like I said, I I remember he. You know, like I know when he like on this documentary I have that's like fucking huge. He talks about like the specific red and green he chose. Like supposedly were uncomfortable for the human eye. Like, I don't know if he meant, like, but the way he always sounded to me was, like, he's just saying it's, like, it's, like, it, like, naturally makes you uncomfortable, which I know that colors can do that. I mean, let's face it. You put somebody in a blue room, they're going to feel happier than you put them in a red room. It can make them feel angry. So, whatever. But, yes, could it be complete revisionist bullshit? Yes, it could. Wes Craven could have just been trying to sound more fantastic than he really was. That's, I personally want to believe the man knew what he was doing. <laughs> no, I, I think he ripped, he just ripped a big stinky one and stuck his head between his legs. Yep. That could be. And that's <laughs> that's fair. That's that's fully yep. fair. Okay, and like, like I said, now that explains why I'm like, what do you mean you sent me an email? Like, I do not have yep. any email. Ah, so maybe that breaks the dam and you'll start getting more emails. From oh, yeah, people. yeah. I could hope. <laughs> but like I said, same time, like I, I put it out there. People want to point, you know, anyway, I'm, I'm getting like, you know, decent downloads. I mean, nothing. I mean, you know, I'm definitely not doing like freaking frog pants numbers, but. Have you gone viral yet? I haven't gone viral and I could care less if I ever do. <laughs> Cause like this, but like, you know, like I, I made it very clear. Like if people want to interact with me, that's cool. I'm down for it. But at the same time, this is, this is me just having fun. Right. expressing myself so even if like that thing like i checked on that you know the the pod serve that uploads my podcast for me and it said i was getting zero downloads i'd be like okay whatever <laughs> you know i'm not i'm not expecting to make a living doing this this is something i do for fun it you know especially now that i'm across the country from you know, from you and, you know, everybody else, practically everybody else I know. So it's like, it still kind of bridges those gaps, you know, but yeah, indeed. But, you know, speaking of games that we've recent, I recently, you know, cause you were talking about, uh, you know, thinking about buying that dead, uh, dead space remaster. That Sifu is bullshit hard. It is a badass <laughs> game, but that game fully falls under the bullshit hard category. <laughs> nice. Oh, dude, it is... Oh, God dang it. Sorry, I'm trying to get it to go full screen again. What the hell? There it goes. I was trying to get my camera to go full screen so I didn't need my notes anymore. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, no, that game is like really complex with the controls. And you've got to master them all if you want to be really good in that game. So uh-huh. it's it's a bit frustrating, you know. Graphically, there's it's really not a whole lot to write home about, but it's still awesome for the graphics they use because it uh-huh. does use a little kind. You know, like there are some. You know, I wouldn't say it's like the most high powered graphic game I've ever seen, uh-huh. but but at the same time, it captures the feel of playing uh, like you know those kung fu movies. Uh-huh. Especially like in the first area, like I, I think I sent you the text message. There's a there's a point in the first level where it goes sideways first, like it goes like typical side scroll when you're going down this at hot hallway just fighting a bunch of guys, and it totally made me think of that scene in Old Boy, the hallway scene in Old Boy, or the hallway scene in um, the first Daredevil season, mm-hmm. where it's just like full badass karate in a enclosed area. 
So, but yeah, it, it's it's fun. I I need to get more into that one. I mean, mostly like my time's been spent like with just stuff on in the background, or I've been playing Tiny Tina Wonderland like it's going out of style again for some reason. Just loop back around to it, mm-hmm. and I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Do, do you think that one's better than Borderlands Two? Oh no, Borderlands Two is still the the peak. Okay, but Wonderlands, I think, is is a strong is a strong competitor for second. I mean, mm-hmm. like you know, because I mean, but then again, you know, you look at the first game was good, but it was it was really kind of a proof of concept in many ways compared to what two became. Um, and then. Three was, yeah. Like, I didn't mind the character classes you could play on three. I didn't mind some of the stuff they did with three. But those main villains were so fucking bad. Like, I just, like, the story just didn't grab me as well as it could have. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, even replaying the second one, the heartbreaking moments still hit hard. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, like I said, with, with Tiny Teen, I think the best part to it is... It's taking what works in the, the the Borderlands games, but it's also giving it its own spin from the fact that you are completely customizing your character. Um, and getting to do the whole like cross class thing partway into the game, like where you can like you, know, you start out with one class and eventually you unlock like a secondary class so you can kind of do this good like hybrid. That's really mm-hmm. fun. Indeed. But, and the voice acting really works. I mean, Will Arnett as the Dragon Lord is awesome. <laughs> you get to he- get to hear Dragon Lord slash Lego Batman. Lego Batman. Yeah, he's good. so awesome. <laughs> First try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, all right. So we're gonna wind this down yeah, here. Yeah, I guess it's time to say the uh, the old uh, hey. If you want to get a hold of me with comments, questions, topics, tell me I'm a dumbass, whatever. You can reach me like apparently Tony did, and I didn't realize it at standstrongcast at gmail dot com. Um, <laughs> yeah. So with that, I'll just say thank you, Tony, for joining me, and thank you to everybody out there listening. And I guess we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye.